0: All right. Good morning, everyone. I know it took a long time to get started here, but thanks for being patient with us. Uh, my name is Rohit. Uh, I run the security ecosystem of partners at AWS, and Pat McDowell is our solutions architect for security. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming. The uh, focus of the presentation, I just wanted to make sure, because a couple of people asked me about this, uh, is uh, very much around how our partners are using AWS to do Uh, AI and machine learning on security data. So this is much more about partnering with AWS, working with AWS technologies, and the programs we offer uh, to our partner community, both consulting and ISV partners, Uh, and then some examples of uh, companies that have done uh, successfully some very good work with us, and we'll profile that in the presentation. So this is much more in the business track, not so much in... Uh, very technical details around uh, security and, and machine learning applied to security. So just wanted to make sure I start with that. So if you're expecting something different, uh, you now know uh, what the focus of the presentation is. Right. Thank you. Pat's gonna join us in a few minutes, so uh, i will get started. So uh, so let's talk about why we are even here. What is the, the opportunity for our partner community uh, what we are finding is that uh, obviously security is an important area for a lot of companies and uh, it's, it's a big problem. Uh, 70% of industry professionals believe that threat intelligence is often too voluminous or complex to really do something with it. Uh, this is true for you know, whether you're operating your own SOC, somebody else is doing it for you, there's just more data than you can handle uh, that's a, that can be really processed by anyone. Uh, and then the volume of attacks is going up uh, tremendously. If you look at this, the industry data, uh, companies are being attacked all the time, you know, 62% weekly, and then some I mean, hourly. It just simply does not end. There is so much activity, uh, because you know what? It doesn't cost them nearly as much uh, to attack, and it also uh, they are sitting behind uh, some area that you cannot even get to, so there's no penalty. They can just keep doing what they're doing, right? And most people think uh, they're not able to keep up. I don't know how many of you in the audience think that you got this problem nailed. <laughs> nailed. Yeah. <laughs> she puts her hands up. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Only one person thinks they got it nailed. Everybody else thinks they have a problem. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick on you the rest of the time. Uh, no it 's a big problem, and, and you know what uh, nobody 's got it nailed uh, even the twenty seven percent I think uh, simply just don 't know um, how, what 's actually happening, so they might feel they have it nailed, but they don 't so you know it 's not news to all of you i 'm sure you 've seen these statistics um, but what what is interesting and what we are here to talk about today is why why AI and machine learning are a good way to do this uh, you know this is, in my opinion, very very understated. Gartner thinks that in 2018, which is really next year, 25% of security products will have uh, some sort of machine learning. Uh, I actually think it's m- much much higher than that. I think it's we are we are well past that number today, and by the end of next year, I think it'll be several times that number. Uh, so it is it is really the new normal. It's happening uh, today already, uh, but. If you're not already thinking about this, then I definitely encourage you to to do that. And we'll show you some examples of where uh, companies have done this and what we can provide to you. The other uh, interesting thing is that uh, it's starting to not just be used for detection, but also for actually taking action. So in some cases, doing pen tests uh, uh, through uh, machine learning or uh, at least smart architectures uh, is also going to be commonplace. So it's it's also uh, applying that uh, in an outbound fashion. And you know what? It, it's also being done by the hackers community. They're also using the same tools and techniques. In fact, I would hazard a guess that they're actually using more of, the, of these technologies uh, than the companies that are trying to defend are. So uh, the, the so-called bad guys are definitely using it as well. And this is probably more accurate uh, and, again, pro- likely understated uh, that analytics uh, derived from this um, will be in in common use in in a few years, and I think we're also almost at that point today. So so these are all trends that are happening today. You've got a security landscape that's moving fast, constantly attacking, volume is tremendously high, and you've got a a series of of, uh, things that are being made available, both in the form of of, uh, technologies and platform capabilities, and then uh, just applications that are being uh, you know, driven through uh, some of these uh, programs. And of course, the security market, if uh, you're not familiar with it, it's growing tremendously. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity in the security market. So we look at, okay, it's not being done really well right now. There is an opportunity to apply new technologies like AI and ML, and so I really think that there's going to be an explosion in the use of AI, ML, and security in particular, uh, but in general, it'll be applied to so many things, and security outcomes will be the, the result of that. So expect to see a lot more uh, companies uh, you know, in, in being born in this area of applying AI and ML, and if you really look at you know, some evidence of that, uh, there's a fairly sizable landscape of companies that claim to be doing this already. Uh, and I think that this is just one analyst view of, of where things are. Uh, my suspicion is that uh, every security company that, that uh, we are working with, and I think that you are probably using, is applying it in some form or shape today. So this list is likely to be 10x in a few years. So let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about what we are doing to help partners uh, take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, AWS is obviously very committed to building solutions that our customers want, and our partners are, are equal to that process. We are uh, trying to do as much as, as possible to encourage our partners to, to use uh, our platform. Uh, and some of you may not be familiar with the capabilities we offer and, and the fact that we even have a strong uh, AI uh, program. So, so let's just start with who's using AI uh, ML on AWS today. These are customers, obviously, some of them are partners. Uh, But for the most part, today, we have a very, very large uh, group of customers that have deployed significant applications of of very large scale on AWS that are built on top of AI and ML technologies. Uh, While these may not be the common frameworks you're familiar with, but they've applied those inside of their own uh, algorithms uh, and they've built their own technologies Uh, but essentially are using our platform to to deliver results to customers. And and you can recognize a lot of the names on the slide. So AWS is today a very, very strong platform for AI, probably the best, if not the most used uh, already. And why is that? Uh, We offer, uh, obviously, a set of AI-specific services uh, in the form of of Lex, Poly, and recognition uh, that are very, very specific to to certain use cases. But across the board, there's a tremendous amount of capability that we bring to bear in the form of specific solutions for AI, deep learning frameworks, but also sort of the more generic capabilities that we offer to everyone uh, that are used for AI. Uh, so um, think of uh, EC2 with now our new P3 cores we just uh, announced back in October, and, and Pat will talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, and just you know, a simple example of why what we do is so valuable uh, to the companies deploying these solutions is just taking the amount of data that needs to be ingested for uh, I guess, uh, you know, processing and, and looking for the, the patterns, applying uh, behavioral models on that data, just the amount of data that comes in, and we'll show some examples later, uh, is something that you cannot do anywhere else. You simply don't have that kind of capability of ingesting large volumes of data and then bringing a tremendous amount of CPU resources to bear on that data. Uh, so, so this is something that is used by the companies that I showed you on, on the, this slide here. The other thing is that uh, we've been doing this for a while. While it may not seem uh, so obvious to you, but we've been doing this for over 20 years in our uh, Amazon.com business. So all of the things you see when you go on on Amazon.com where they're recommending to you what other people have bought, what your history looks like, what might be relevant to you, is based on this. And we are able to bring that knowledge to bear, uh, not just from the commerce side, but in our warehouses and things like the Echo, so there is a tremendous amount of information that is being developed and, and processed by our own algorithms, and so we are now able to bring that to you uh, in the form of some of the services I mentioned earlier, like Lex and Poly and Recognition, but also uh, in, in the form of just having core capabilities and infrastructure that can process that kinds of data. So all of this is, is available to you uh, to build on top of. And our goal is to really take this to everyone. We would like to have all of our partners uh, and our customers have access to the technologies that are available. And so whether it's the form of services uh, like uh, Lex Poly recognition, the, the platform capabilities uh, that we bring, uh, even uh, open source technologies, Spark and EMR, and and then our own capabilities that that we bring to bear. Uh, but we also have invested heavily in frameworks, the commonly used frameworks like MXNet, and then the new one we announced jointly with Microsoft called Gluon uh, that, that are available on the platform. So you have now a complete set of capabilities uh, that you can, you can build on top of, and then, of course, the underlying infrastructure with some of the CPU, GPU, and, uh, and other capabilities that we are able to offer across the board. Specific to deep learning, uh, again, as I mentioned, we have the P3 instances that are unique. Nobody else has this technology. We are able to bring this uh, to our uh, customers immediately. It was launched a month and a half ago. And it really is a substantial improvement over the previous technologies that were available. Um, Deep learning armies that are available to install, uh, and I've got a link to that later on. I'll show you that. Uh, And then just a lot more resources that we are able to provide uh, to our partners and to our customers. So uh, how, how do you take, I've talked about the, the problem, the, the, the customer opportunity and the, the partner opportunity for, for building a business. I've talked about the platform and what we really uh, bring uh, to you in the form of, uh, of an infrastructure platform. The next thing I want to talk about is how the AWS Partner Network can help you actually take that to market. It's a, it's a common question that I get asked a lot, um, which is, I've got all this great stuff, how do, I, how do I get customers to start using it? So uh, we offer a very large uh, array of, of capabilities to our partners, we have the largest uh, uh, partner network, we've added just this year alone, 10,000 new partners to the program. So we work uh, very, very collaboratively with a, a lot of partners and we believe that it's the best thing for our customers to have more uh, partners helping us uh, uh, with their solutions. So clearly, uh, in terms of uh, the the buckets of activity development, uh, giving you access to uh, the the technologies that we are building internally and making available regularly. And I think you'll find this week a number of new announcements specific to AI and and, and deep learning, uh, but also across the board in our infrastructure stack, uh, which will help you develop new solutions. And you can use these uh, to get started and, and of course, to grow as as we add more services. It's very common for our our, uh, uh, partners to continue to add more services to their portfolio. But more importantly, I think uh, what we really want want to help you with is taking your solution to market. There's a lot of very, very good technology out there, uh, and we believe that it benefits our customers uh, together. And so we have programs around exposing your solutions to Uh, the customer community. So we have offered many, many uh, options around marketing. We do joint campaigns with our partners uh, where we call customers and and talk to them together with our AWS sales team and yours to make sure that the customer knows that this is a tight relationship. Uh, We have uh, what we call proof of concept funding. So if you want to launch a new service and you want to attract more customers to the platform, we can actually provide credits uh, to help you reduce the cost or or make it a no cost operation even so though that's available we have a lot of solution architects uh, pat who you'll hear from next is one of them uh, and we have a very large group of that across the world that can help our partners work with our uh, customers in specific technology kind of conversations and of course we do this uh, we we are supporting our partners at events by providing speakers so Uh, to the extent that we can help you get in front of customers uh, directly, we do that as well. And I was doing that just last week in Columbus, Ohio. Actually, the week before last. Last week was Thanksgiving. Uh, And then finally, just, you know, AWS Marketplace. I think uh, this is a very important and uh, unique differentiation, again, that we bring uh, to bear with the background and, and history of selling online. We've taken that knowledge and I've applied it to software, which is very interesting and I think uh, I've been in the security space for over 10 years now, and uh, almost everyone, I, uh, all the partners I talk to, say, "Oh, nobody's going to buy security solutions on AWS Marketplace. It's not; so, it's too complex. It's not something anybody buys online." Uh, you might be surprised to know that security is our number one category of products in AWS Marketplace. It is the, the biggest category and the fastest-growing one. It, it is real. People are spending money uh, to buy security solutions self-service completely on AWS Marketplace today. So I encourage you, if you haven't looked at it, as an opportunity for you to get your your word out to the, the customer community that AWS Marketplace is, is a good way to do it. Uh, and it's, it's getting better. They're adding more features. They're allowing you to, to pre-configure uh, a fully working environment so the customer has to, can deploy with one click uh, and then there's a, a host of announcements around just AWS Marketplace that you'll see this week as well, which is very interesting. Uh, and I think Dave was already talking about that in some of his sessions. The next thing I want to talk about is again an important area of differentiation for our partners um, is the competency program. Uh, so this is really a, a way to showcase our, our best partners, the ones who've invested in the platform, who've built solutions that are valuable to customers. So. Just so that you know what, what the process is, that we take our partners that have unique capabilities and have solved real customer problems. So it has to be something that, a, that multiple customers uh, are willing to speak publicly about. So the solution that the, the partner brings is indeed something that is vetted by customers and by our technical team uh, to make sure that it is adding value to customers. So the companies that make it through the program, and there's not that many, uh, is, uh, you can pick any one of them and, and the customer experience is going to be great so we are very careful about who we take into the program uh, but I encourage you to you know, look at that and consider it a way of differentiation for yourselves uh, and uh, it has been very successful we've had a, a, a very strong um, if you look at the revenue opportunity that the partners that have competency it's, it's several times more than the ones that don't in terms of average deal sizes and, and closure rates so, as I mentioned, it is um, really looking at the, the programs, uh, that, that the solutions that, that these partners bring, uh, that they're differentiated, they're, they're actually tested in customer environments, and because of that, they now get the partners that have this get access to events. So, for example, when we are out there talking about partners, we require that they are, you know, security competency certified. So... Uh, it it becomes a filter for automatically getting uh, preferential treatment. And some of the programs are simply not available to the partners that don't have the security competency. So uh, I would definitely encourage you to look at that. In the security space, you'll find a bunch of uh, categories of partners. Uh, These are uh, all partners that have been vetted by our our team uh, and around infrastructure security, access and control, logging, Uh, configuration and vulnerability analysis. And then in the consulting side, is something we launched back in June. uh, These are partners that have demonstrated with multiple large customers, the ability to deploy security solutions. So it's not just about the technology partners, it's also about uh, the consulting partners. So if you are a consulting partner in the audience, I would encourage you to look at the competency program list of ISVs to make sure that your partners are on that list. Uh, and if not, then you should look for the ones that are because those are the ones that we believe have the, have the best solutions uh, that you can go deploy in, in uh, customer environments. So uh, it's not just for ISVs, it's also for consulting partners. And then sort of broader, uh, what we can provide across the, the board is a variety of, of funding for different marketing programs, sales programs, um, and then supporting you in the field with specific activities around your sales processes, so uh, com- uh, we support partners at on-site events, we are doing a bunch of speaking engagements I mentioned earlier, uh, and then we also work with uh, analysts a lot, and so they often ask us about the partners that are uh, the-, the best ones that we sh- they should be talking to, and then, of course, again, uh, we are able to provide the list of the competency program partners. And then we have a, a lot of uh, different promotional activities that we can do uh, with, jointly with us so you get to leverage our blogs. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, work around that. Uh, some of the joint events we've done. There's a whole bunch of things that you can you get access to as part of the uh, AWS partner network. Um, we've done partner stories, webinars. Uh, the Quick Start program is a very interesting one. This may be of, of, uh, worth calling out. We've taken multiple security partners, or even not uh, just multiple ISV partners and pull together a solution that can be deployed with one click. So we just uh, launched something with Palo Alto Networks and Splunk uh, recently that I would encourage you to look at as an example, Uh, and I think as as, uh, two top partners of ours who are delivering great value to customers, and now it's even easier with the quick start. So that's just one example. Uh, the other one which i think i want to call out might be interesting to you in the audience is we do work very closely with the internal service teams that are building new solutions and so we invite partners to integrate with them early so you will hear tonight in some of in uh, security uh, keynote that uh, about new security services we are coming out with are, that some of our partners have integrated with uh, it's something that uh, we we pick the partners again. Competency is a, is a key uh, way to determine that, but also, in general, what would be the best customer value that can be created uh, with our services combined with the partner services? So we work with uh, our service teams and and the product organizations on the partner side to pull together an integration that is valuable. So you'll see some examples of that tonight uh, and then uh, through the week as well. And uh, finally, you know. Obviously, big events like what we have here, but we've also done events um, at the AWS Loft in San Francisco and also in New York. We have Security Week. Recently in New York, the Security Week in San Francisco is coming up. Uh, So that's another promotional opportunity that's available to our security partners. uh, That is, uh, And really all our partners is not a security-specific thing, but the Security Week obviously is a security-specific event that I would encourage you to look at. Um, and anytime we do launches, one of the things that we are very uh, proud of is we like to talk about our partners and customers. You saw the customer slide I had uh, with the AI and ML usage. Uh, for partners, we do the same. When we, we, are do, we, are, when we do a launch, you'll see uh, all the integrated partners up on stage as well and uh, profiled. So uh, with that, what I'll do is turn it over to Pat to talk a little bit about some partners that have done some very interesting work with us
1: Thanks, Rohit. Yeah. Hey everyone, a quick reminder, I'm Pat McDowell, a security students architect here at AWS, and I help our security partners bring their products and services to AWS. Um, some of the two hardest problems in security, uh, especially when you talk about security products, is the false negative problem. Meaning, hey, uh, I have like an intrusion detection system, but it didn't do its job. Uh, that's what most security partners fear the most. And right after that is too many false positives. Uh, some people have referred to intrusion detection systems as false positive generators. And if you read anything in the news, uh, a lot of large breaches occurred because they simply were drowned in alerts and logs. And it like we call in the industry, alert fatigue. So in the security industry itself, AI ML is have solving both those problems, uh, getting rid of alert fatigue, and getting rid of that false negative problem when you start talking about advanced threats that can't um, you know, be detected by your classic signature-based AV, because uh, the, uh, as Rohit was talking about before, uh, the adversaries are having using these advanced techniques to avoid detection as well. So you have to fight fire or fire. And really, uh, the security industry really showcases AI ML where it's being uh, used the most. And when it comes down to it, AI ML is just a way to um, you know make increase the efficiency of your product or your business, right? So the first co- uh, partner I want to talk about is Trend Micro, and they have—they've uh, been one of our strongest partners for a very long time now. Um, and you know, they have an endpoint solution that's the Gartner Magic Quadrant leader, uh, in endpoint protection called Deep Security. And Deep Security, most people think about it as uh, AV and malware protection. It does really cool stuff like IDS and IPS as well. However, uh, if you're in the security market and they were uh, hitting a problem of time, if you're in the security market and you have to wait um, you know, f- uh, many days to get your detections out there for a new threat, uh, that's a huge problem. So by building on our platform, enabling their di- data scientists, they got that down to four hours. Um, I talked to a lot of data scientists and the number one problem that data scientists face, it's not about building those complex models and uh, you know, having the brute force hardware to do that. It's uh, cleaning data, getting that data. So we do have the latest Volta NVIDIA GPUs. However, uh, data scientists have to worry about the entire platform. How do I get my data in? How much can I ingest? How do I store petabytes of data? Um, So it's not just about the horsepower. It's about the ecosystem around it. Uh, And because of that, um, Trend Micro went from analyzing 3 million three million uh, virus definitions a day to 45 million. Um, and that was something they were never able to do in their own data center. Um, and when WannaCry broke up the summer because of the AI ML techniques they were using, their customers were protected. They had their models to detect this out there already because of that time uh, to reduce uh, the data they were getting back to their researchers to, get, to beam that down to their platform to protect their customers. Uh, CrowdStrike is a very, very exciting security startup. Uh, they're one of the biggest names in the industry right now. Um, if you don't, uh, their CEO George Kurtz is speaking later today as well. George Kurtz, uh, if you've been in security for a while, and have ever seen the Hacking Exposed books—they're about this thick. Uh, he wrote all those books. There's many series of them. He's the CEO. He's he's diving really deep into their platform later today in a session. Um, what's What's amazing about CrowdStrike is, because of the cloud, because of AI and ML, um, they this product could not exist 10 years ago because um, of the scale they operate at. They, they ingest terabytes of data per day per customer from their Falcon endpoint host agent, and the entire analysis and AI and ML crunching is done on our platform. So as you can see here, um, they're doing over one million events per second they're analyzing, um, and that is all stored in a uh, multi-petabyte uh, Petabyte Cassandra graph database to do the relationships between those. Uh, so, CrowdStrike at its heart is an EDR platform, endpoint detection and response, as well as prevention, threat intelligence, uh, and, and as well as other things. So, they will actually scan your entire infrastructure looking for those. Uh, the first problem I mentioned, the um, the the unknown bads. So their their products focus around detecting the um, false negatives that plague the industry. So they have high uh, confidence in assuring that uh, they can detect from accumulating data across many indicators indicators of compromise. So they can detect that thing. So one of the statistics uh, that's really amazing about CrowdStrike every three days they analyze more events than Twitter does an entire year. Right, so you can imagine how much data they're ingesting. Twitter's a ginormous platform. Uh, CrowdStrike is a startup security company, and they are analyzing more data in three days than Twitter does in a year. Next up is Alert Logic, who's um, uh, again another strong security partner of ours. And Alert Logic. Um, is really focused on, yes, they have a great intrusion detection system, WAF, and things like that, but they also have a managed SOC. And because of the, the amount of alerts they had, again, they had to really empower humans. And I, I want to reiterate that you know, AI ML is not an end-all, be-all solution. At, at the core of it, It's going to enhance humans. It's going to enhance your business abilities. It's not going to be um, Skynet and be all intelligent and fight your battles for you and save your company from hackers, right? It's going to make things better at at a greater scale. Um, So however, when it comes to sophisticated attacks, those are really hard for humans to detect because they don't happen all at once. Uh, Let's say if you're you're traveling and someone wants to uh, you know, rob your house, they're not going to do it all at once. If they're going to plan out, they might drive by a week before they notice that you're not at work. They might uh, come back a week later, they see that you don't lock your windows, right? And eventually, they're going to have a plan, and then that's when they're going to execute. Well, um, with Alert Logic, um, they've analyzed 228 of those attacks, those multi-stage attacks. Um, you know, 64% of those were not identified uh, were not identified by humans when they went back to their data. It was because their AI ML techniques they were able to detect that because humans cannot go back a day, a week, a month in their memories and correlate those things um, because of the amount of log data they see. Um, and they got very, very high accuracy, up to 98%, uh, by harnessing AI ML techniques when humans were missing um, a lot of different ones with them. Last but not least, Splunk is a, is, a, is a leading product in the security ecosystem. And uh, everyone knows it for its log ingestion, but it has uh, user behavior analytics as well as Splunk enterprise security as well. And Splunk had great success at Aflac. Um, they were able to save 30 hours a month of human time, of security analyst time, which is a huge amount of time for a security analyst. Um, and once again, that really echoes the point that AI and ML can help uh, your products take uh, give time back to you to your humans to do a focus on your business, grow your business or make your business more efficient if you 're on the product size um, by using user behavior analytics. Uh, you know, Splunk was uh, again has. Hey, maybe it's normal for Rohit to do this on a Tuesday, but not Tuesday at 2 p.m. Uh, it's odd he's doing it at 6 a.m. or it's odd he's doing it from this uh, location. Or Rohit never accesses this data. Or if they can look at your peer group. Rohit is you know a solutions architect, uh, but now he's accessing uh, you know data that's really reserved for software developers. So by understanding how you move away from your peer group or how you move away from your normal behaviors, AIML can. Help Help detect things that uh, you know maybe a human with the visible eye was not able to do. So, what are some common things here? Again, AI, ML, it's going to enhance your business. Um, in the security space, you have to enhance it with threat intelligence because maybe it looks like normal behavior if it's coming from a known IP address, but if it's going to a known C two server, command and control server. That's something that's going to give the data, the product gives the product the data it needs to make a, a more concise analysis. Um, and the more you can empower humans and train the data, as say you get an alert. Uh, it goes to the, uh, the SOC at Alert Logic. An analyst gets on it within 15 minutes. They advise this, and they're gonna be able to tell this is a good data point or a bad data point, and yes or no, feed it back in the system, and then the system gets smarter. That is really right there the, uh, the beauty of AI ML. It gets better over time. The more you're able to train it, it gets better. Um, so again, it's not replacing humans. It's enhancing their ability to do more at any time. But on the other hand, uh, you know, if you're not going to use it, the adversary is going to use it, right? Um, if you're a product company or just enhance your business, they're going to do it. It can also be tricked. It's not a silver bullet. Um, I like to call this the Bill Belichick problem. Um, if you watch the Patriots play this year, or last year, um, the NFL itself, not, obviously not a security company, all the coaches are using AI ML techniques to understand when teams will go for on fourth down, or when they're uh, or when they're going uh, to more likely to pass. Uh, there's lots of millions of dollars on stake there. So what Bill Belichick started doing, and in the fourth quarter, the Patriots might have been having a blowout, and uh, he wants to taint that training data. If you can put in bad data, and then fool the machines, they're not going to be able to protect what you're doing. So that's something that data scientists have to watch out for. So Bill Belichick's like Patriots up by 30 points in the fourth quarter, and then suddenly um, he's going for two when there's a minute left. What is, like, why is he going for two? Well, he wants, to throw out, he wants to throw off the machine learning algorithms that understand his predictability when he actually does need to go that maybe in the playoffs. So data scientists have to need that contextual awareness besides just the training data to really understand and really empower AI and machine learning. So Rohit, you wanna take uh, some key takeaways here? Yeah, thank, thank you. you.
0: Thanks, Pat. Uh, so the key takeaways, I think we, we've talked about the fact that the volume of data is growing and it's just untenable for an analyst to keep up with it, uh, resulting in alert fatigue, the fact that you simply stop responding to things uh, over time and that's when, when uh, you get caught. Uh, attacks are becoming too sophisticated to detect any other way. Um, and, and, you know, machine learning and AI is just the new normal now. Everybody is, is deploying it, and if you're not, you should be. Uh, it, there is a tremendous amount of, of capability that we bring to the platform that you can learn from other people. We have a lot of resources, and I'll talk about that as well, uh, that are available to you to deploy today. So you should be looking at that uh, we are today the platform of choice for companies that are building these solutions and deploying them in, in, in actual production environments today. And I showed you some examples of, of, of both customers and, and Pat talked about some of the partners that are applying it today. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of resources that are available through the AWS Partner Network that we bring to our consulting and ISV partners uh, for uh, promoting the solutions that you build on our, on our platform. And then finally, you know, I would highly encourage you to look at the competency programs, specifically the security one, that, that, the one that we, Pat and I are in charge of, uh, but also other competency programs because they are going to help you differentiate and, and really prove to the customer that, that you are the experts in this area. So I'll leave it with the last uh, slide that really just talks about what is available to you. Uh, I mentioned to you some of the credits that we have available to help you get started and help customers. uh, check out your um, programs, your capabilities that you're bringing to them. Uh, We've recently launched the ML Solutions Lab. You should definitely take a look at that uh, to help developers uh, get started. Uh, And and so along with that, you get developer resources on the right side of that slide, uh, starting with uh, the the top-level alias, which is the Amazon AI. But you have deep learning AMIs available. Uh, both on, on Amazon, Linux, and Ubuntu. We have cloud formation templates available. We've got examples, for example, the cloud CloudTrail uh, data being used, and there are some, some interesting things you'll see about that later in the week. Uh, we also have a, a lot of partners currently deploying it, and we have some case studies that I showed you earlier as well. And then finally, just a little bit around the reading, there's a very interesting book uh, that, that I started reading a, a few months ago. and. I uh, found this to be a very fascinating read, which is The Master Algorithm. I think it's one of the, uh, the very uh, good books on this topic. And then some of our partners uh, have done some good work and that they have got public uh, stories about that as well. So uh, that's uh, the prepared part of the presentation. If you have any questions, uh, Pat and I are happy to, t- to take that. And, and uh, I'll also encourage you to fill out the survey for the session so we can get your feedback and, and improve on this uh, for next year. Uh, And then if you have any interest in uh, writing about this, I would encourage you to use the Twitter handle we have for partners. Thank you very much.